0: Here we are, twelve rows back, coming to you at the end of round thirteen. Footy continues. It's the bye weeks. There's plenty to discuss after a big round of footy here uh, after the Queen's Birthday Classic. Great to see that MND cause get the airtime it deserves and the sliders and uh, and the beanies and the whole the whole thing's turned into a great great weekend. Really, a great way to finish this uh, Queen's Birthday weekend. As we say, Seb, we learn more every week and. Did we learn enough this week uh, with the results? How did you find things?
1: Yeah, well, it was it was a it was week two of the buy rounds. Uh, A long week, long round. Tom, we had a game on Sunday and a game on game on Thursday and a game on Monday. uh, With only four in between, it was a little bit spaced out. But um, we had the top four sides all play, and we had two other top eight sides play and there were some ripping contests in there, and there were some not-so-ripping contests as well, mostly sides in similar positions on the ladder, which made for generally good viewing.
0: Yeah, that, look, that's probably a good call. I know we were saying uh, pre-show uh, about the round. I I found it a, a real, real slow grind uh, doing it this way. I know last week, you know, the Friday to Sunday with six games, it flew by, I, you know, it almost felt like a normal round. I didn't miss the nine. It, it was a real short, sharp collection of games, timed well. Then we come to this week, and yeah, the Thursday to Monday, just it just spaced it out too much for me. And I think even, you know, the Saturday Avo we didn't have a game till real deep into the afternoon, and... You know, the Sunday game, I don't think that was even on Channel 7, that one. It, it just was a bit all over the shop. And, you know, Thursday wasn't on Channel 7 either, I don't believe, or was that one? I, it
1: was, Tom, um, it was on Channel oh, okay, 7. I
0: caught that one on KO myself. But, uh, yeah, so, look, really, really spaced out, uh, you know. Just
1: just wait till you see this, this round. It does start Thursday, but we've got a ripping contest. Only one game on Sunday with the Suns hosting the Crows. I'm sure all eyes in Australia will be yeah. tuning into that one. <laughs>
0: They just can't pick it, can they? I, I, I like The buyers are where Thursday night has, you know, th- games have come into their own, and that's sort of where they've grown. But look, I think it's affecting this mid-season product. I'm not a fan of the buyers as is, so this this hasn't helped. But uh, maybe that's something we can get into in another episode. But I think if you're going to have the Thursday, you've you got to be a bit smarter with the way you do your Saturdays and Sundays because it's just going to leave... yeah. These uh, Sundays that you could miss, uh, we won't because we cover it all on 12 rows back, but your uh, average punter might give it a miss. Well, see, it, the like problem uh, is up.
1: the problem is with the buy round. They can't, well, they, they can, but they struggle to do Thursday night every week because you've got teams playing off short breaks. So coming off yeah, the bye week, exactly. suddenly they haven't played a game, so it's much easier to schedule a Thursday night game time. and that sort of thing, but... Um, based on spacing the games out, there's no need for a Thursday night game. And and when, you know, barely 20% of Richmond's member base turn up to a home Thursday night game, it sort of says that time slot ain't working for the fans.
0: Uh, Absolutely. Look, we'll get to your game, obviously, later on, the ruse on the Sunday, but that was probably the worst crowd of the weekend. Like, if you're looking proportionally members to who turned up as a percentage, that one was an absolute stinker. And it was a game, you know, Richmond vying for a spot in the top eight, Port Adelaide as well. You know, it they, had a little something for it. Probably won more for the fans, but it didn't appeal to the Richmond fans who've gone cold and uh, just didn't turn up. So, Well, they're,
1: they're very fair weather, I would say. <laughs> like, when they were winning, they turned up. And I reckon a few of those memberships are just on auto-renewal. And now they'll yeah. just slowly tick off once they realise, oh, oh, we're paying to go and watch this team play. Oh, I reckon that'll happen, because they <laughs> exactly, played yeah. Port Adelaide. They have a following. Port Adelaide have got a no, deep exactly. history. I know the AFL only acknowledges VFL AFL, but they obviously won 30-something premierships in the sample. Um North played the Giants, who were like, when I say genuinely manufactured, Tom, there were people who were clearly paid by the AFL to turn up and march from the station to the ground singing the Giants' theme song. Half of them had Gold Coast Suns merchandise on. <laughs> There's an actual I footage of this,
0: but I didn't see the Suns memberships in there. That's, a, like,
1: that's like unbelievable. The Giants will have all the three thousand members, and two and a half will be in Greater West in Sydney, thinking, "Oh, this is the cheapest way we'll get to go as many games as possible." Like Port have a history, and North, I know we only got thirteen thousand more to that game than when we played Melbourne. You know,
0: Jeez. you don't want to be scheduled
1: old? the Demons in ski season. I can tell you that. <laughs>
0: Well, not after the form they're in. Jeez, I well, can't we'll wait get to get to into it. Them later. Simple Simon. But um, look, should they have had the Dons Carlton game on the on the Thursday night? You know, that, that. And then just shuffled things around Richmond Port Adelaide on the Friday. Like, did they get it wrong with that as the Thursday game if we're talking that was the worst crowd of the weekend? Uh, no, well, they. See. Like, interstate team on a Thursday. You're not going to see too many interstate teams fly. I mean, Port Adelaide fans prove me wrong, but. Mate, did they not travel? Where is it? It's all squarely with Richmond.
1: No, well, I would say Thursday night isn't for the fans to turn up. It's for the broadcasters. Um, yeah, well, that's, yeah, fair. But I don't think you're getting an exceptionally better crowd if it's Friday night. You might get more Saturday afternoon. Um, but, I mean, both Essendon and Carlton, or, all four of those teams played off the bye last week. So... That is, you could have scheduled it any which way you wanted to. Um, it just... Well, I was going to say it impacts next week, but it doesn't because Richmond played Carlton on the Thursday night. And obviously one played Friday, one played Thursday. Um, no, the AFL hasn't missed a trick in terms of trying to schedule these six games. Um, it just... I, I think ultimately it didn't sort of matter. I think once you spread them out like that, there's going to be some sort of miss in there. Um but uh, maybe you would have had the maybe you would have had the Carlton Essendon game Saturday afternoon, traditional slot celebrating a traditional sort of um, not rivalry, but celebrating the 150 years. But then again, a lot of what the Bombers did with the smoke and and James Herb was sort of centered around the night lights and everything else. So I don't know, Tom. I'm not a I'm not a planner. I'm available for the AFL, but not.
0: I would love to get a job in, in fixturing. Not an easy job, so I'll put that out there. But I think uh, they maybe get uh, a fan involved and leave... I mean, I think it's some sort of algorithm that spits it all out and then they move probably the big games and the club requests around as they can. But it'd be good to have uh, a fan's perspective in it, in there. Anyway, we're, we're digressing. Let, let's get to the actual game. So Thursday night... Uh, it, Quality game, up for grabs until late. Richmond getting by against Port Adelaide by a couple of kicks. How did you see this one?
1: I will challenge you on the quality game. Uh, <laughs> well, this was, as they sit now, ninth playing 12th. And it would have been 10th playing 12th at the start of the round. Um, but it was that level of contest. It was a contest between them. Like, evenly matched, but not high quality. Um I thought I thought Richmond were probably always going to get it done at home at the G, and they've had more scoring shots, um, sort of significantly. They've won by one goal six. Um, but it was... I don't know. It's just a funny old game.
0: Yeah, uh, look, I'm I'm with you there. I, I kind of felt comfortable in the Tigers. I know the power made a real run at it late, and, and it was sort of, I guess, edge of your seat if you were a Tigers fan, but... I mean, yeah, it, you do have some of those games where, yeah, it's close, but you just you just feel, I don't know, that I just felt Richmond had their measure all night. They just had that ability to keep them at an arm's length. I mean, they had some great players on the night, the power, um, Carl Amon. I do not know why he hasn't. I mean, he's sort of in in trade talks or hasn't been signed. He had twenty nine and one. He he just looks like the kind of player you would want in your side. He's perfect for the modern game, running arc to arc. Um, so I'm not sure what's going on there. Uh, Todd Marshall bobbing up with three. Uh, probably the only time we've ever heard this name, Judson. Judson Clark kicking two from his first two kicks. So there was a little bit of a story there. Um, but yeah, I just thought that they just had the sway of the match, I think, the Tigers. And you know, Port Adelaide would have a rush as they do and they, they get these runs of momentum, but I just feel like the Tigers stave them off, you know, and it it really was a real grind in that last quarter, but they just were able to yeah. hold them off in the end. Um, Liam Baker's gone to another level. He he was massive. He's actually had a good last month. He's the kind of uh, footy player that probably would dominate in, in yesteryear. He's a bit of a throwback, uh, you know, black boots, Getting the job done in defence type, but he, he's really stepped up for them in the last month.
1: He has, he has. He's been i been one of their strong on field leaders. Uh Shea Bolton missed a few easy ones. He's kicked zero goals five.
0: Yeah, um, really shocking kicking, isn't it? I, I don't think it's a headline. I think I saw the AFL go with their uh, you know, highlights of the round saying, Oh, he's got to work on his kicking was it's just an off night for mine I don't think you see that too often
1: yeah he's normally sublime ball in hand um although I I think it's a bit symbolic of where Richmond as a whole are at I think they've got a lot of belief in themselves and what they're doing and and when they were winning their flags they had arrogance which was justified it is really more confidence um what am I trying to say? Like a boxer's got... Yeah, they've got that no, confidence. It's borderline yeah. arrogance. But as soon as you tip over that other side and you're not winning, it just becomes pure arrogance and you're not sort of looking after yourself. And, I mean, he's running into an open goal. He could kick a drop punt and he could run into the goal line and he sort of dribbled it and missed. Yeah. This was at a point where they needed it. He sort of... Uh, that would have been highlighted strongly if that missed and they'd gone down by a point. But, um, yeah, look, I mean, Richmond... They're in the hunt for the eight. Everyone keeps saying, "Yep, they'll be the finishing eighth spot. They're going to play a final." Um, I don't think they're going to challenge whoever finishes fifth, though. Um, I mean,
0: well, that, that's the thing I keep hearing. Like, they, yeah, they're finals bound. They might even win a final. I, I, I still think they need a scalp this year. Uh, they haven't really claimed a, a win you could really set your watch to. Whenever they've played somebody at the you know upper reaches of the ladder, uh, they've been found wanting. So. You know, they could they can beat a Port Adelaide, or they can beat up on a West Coast, and you know, then they play Sydney and get done. So, I I still think there's there's work to be done at the Tigers, and I'm with you. I mean, a semi final would be going deep for them. Uh, I think they'll be lucky to make it really at this stage. I I don't need to see more from them. I still don't
1: think they'll make it.
0: Yeah, it's. Until yeah, until we see this scalp, you can't really you know you, you can't really trust them. We've seen plenty of teams in this position beating up on the teams they should, and not getting it done against the ones above them. So they're in that box right now, the Tigers.
1: Most definitely. Um, do you know I learnt something watching this game? Well, sorry, we always say we learn something, but I actually learned a <laughs> fact. Um, I didn't realise Dylan Grimes is Jack Grimes's brother, ex-Melbourne
0: captain. What did you think they were like cousins or something? Or just just a oh, just coincidental name.
1: To be honest, I feel like Jack Grimes retired like about twenty years ago. It's <laughs> well, yeah, probably bro- F- be brothers, but my timeline in my head's a bit warped. I just didn't put two and two together. That's all.
0: Yeah, they're, they're, look, there's another sinking of the boots into the days about the decision making there, hey, but well, uh...
1: <laughs> that's not at all what that was. Um, like, I mean, is Lockie Jones from Port Adelaide Liam Jones's brother?
0: That's a fair question. I don't like think they're, they're, related. Jones, don't they're related. Jones is a fairly common, fairly common surname, isn't it?
1: Oh, well, Grimes is not like. It's not like um, a, a two Boston Velaghi. Like if, a, <laughs> if, said, two, if, if I saw think... two of them, I saw Boston Velaghi's, I sort of maybe think they're related. But um, just uh, just something I learned. Nah, like, no, these there are you things go. I don't. People don't know. Or maybe well, just that, that did, sort
0: but, of says where be. that game was at. If uh, if that's a highlight that you've pulled out of the game, uh, you've learnt that from uh, Thursday night. I like it. Uh, grade-wise, I think you you pass the Tigers for getting the job done and you fail the power who really needed this to uh, rejig their season. They're just coming from Please so far back. Five and seven. Yeah, no. fail they, they've that.
1: got a top four schedule, top six schedule or whatever that rubbish the AFL rolls out is. <laughs> so they're going to have some tough... Well, I'd say they have some tough rematches, but teams that finished up there last year are the Dogs, um, the Giants. Not the Giants, the Power. I mean, the Bombers were in the eight. Maybe their rematches are against them, and they they might be as sneaky. Um, but no, I think um, we'll get to it, but I do have a team that's outside the eight who can take that eighth spot. Um, but pass and fail, and um, yeah, the drums will start beating for Kenny at some stage, Tom.
0: Oh, you're always on Coach Watch. I love oh, it. Oh, I've just... got one
1: in my gun. It's fairly obvious oh, if
0: you know me, but um, <laughs> yes, we'll get to that. What
1: Friday I night. Can't wait to hear.
0: Yeah, Friday Harrison night. And so... Carlton.
1: Now, should we talk about it or should we like just move on? Because that seems to be what the Bombers do. They talk, they talk, they talk. <laughs> We're going to do this. We're going to hold each other accountable. Heppel's grabbing his jumper, telling everyone what to do. Game's over in five minutes and then we just play for time for three and a half quarters.
0: Look, that that's a, f- a ridiculously accurate summary of, of what we saw. Uh, to put it on the record, though, I actually I did really enjoy what they did, the Bombers, for their 150 years. It was great to see, I guess, them welcoming their legends back. Uh, you know, I, I didn't mind the coming out of the smoke uh, to the applause of the crowd, Um you know, great scenes, great players, you know, it, it really just jumped out at me though at how far this club has fallen. I mean, this, this used to be, a, a you know, a feared club, a club you didn't want to play, a club that was playing finals and winning flags and th- these greats are strutting out and it just reminded me that they haven't been good for 20 years. They, this is the worst period of their history that we're in right now. There's a whole generation that hasn't seen them be any good. Uh it, it that just is what jumped out to me as a neutral fan with an unbiased opinion. It just it was just stark how far they've fallen as a club. They're so there's a lot of great history and it, it was showed off I guess with those players, but there's a good yeah. twenty year gap in they're, that uh, hundred and fifty years. To delve into we're living New in New York Knicks territory.
1: Yeah, big following <laughs> that's big, good. big, big, big I ain't one, you know what. Um, yeah.
0: But look, it was a good show, but it, yeah, that that's just what jumped out to me. I was like, yeah, geez, they, they were spoiled for choices. They've the always 90s had all the and bells and whistles. But...
1: They've always had all the bells and whistles. The flash. They're talking about this, that, and the other. And the proofs in the pudding. No good. Yeah. I mean, I, I was actually surprised they showed up and, and got it back to sort of closer to level pegging at quarter time. Um, but then five goals to two in the second quarter. And then. Um, they sort of just played for time. Three goals to two in the third quarter and and no goals scored in the last quarter.
0: Yeah, well, well, I'm glad you brought up that that last quarter um, uh, because I found it interesting to flip off Essendon for a second and go Carlton. I've seen that many media outlets going with, oh, how good was Vossi's spray? Oh, he did so well, Vossi. Great to see. Oh, look at the scenes. They didn't kick a goal the whole quarter. Was it that effective a spray or was it just a let's shut this game down or did it... Did it get the reaction? Because I guess the media hype around it was that it was a game-changing spray, but dare I say it was just more of a clip to just, you know, put your heads back on. You're playing party footy, and I don't know. They they just shut it down in that last quarter. I'd hardly say it was a coaching masterstroke giving them a clip.
1: Well, effectively, it had no impact on the game. Nothing else happened in the game. Was...
0: Exactly. So, like, yeah, it's been talked about as, yeah, as a masterstroke. I just thought it was overrated. I think that I
1: think that's symbolic of where the club's at, though. In years gone past, they'd be talking it up, like, oh, we're four goals ahead of the bombs. We've just got to keep this up, boys. Like, let's keep going. And he's like, no, we're aiming to win a premiership. These guys have won two games all year. We should be winning by more and you're not doing this, this, and this. I think that was more symbolic of where they're at. Um, I mean, we want to give... We, the media gives credit for what they see with the cameras. I don't, I'm convinced the media don't actually attend games and watch what happens. They just catch the, the clips on Fox or, or Twitter. Um, and that, obviously that was noteworthy, and, and you know people run with it. But what, what did he say after the game? Boys, I know I gave you a spray. Thank, like, margin didn't change. I know it was a bit of a fizzer out, but we got we got to get percentage on these ones. Like, what did he say after the game? That's what I'd be most interested in.
0: Yeah, that's a fair question, because, <laughs> I mean, if you go on what, what happened in that quarter, I mean, yeah, they I guess they kept the opposition basically almost scoreless, so you, you could pat them on the back for that. He probably wanted that defensive effort, but, um, yeah, I guess... Oh, it's tricky when the game... I mean, the game was done at that stage. It's just... It, i 'm more stuck on the fact that it was talked about as being the best thing we 've ever seen, and I just don 't think it was um in terms of playing i mean doherty 's got an all Australian blazer fitting surely he he is having some sort of season we knew he could play, but now I think with you know the sort of Liam Jones is being flicked out and uh you know Nick Newman doing a role down there, he actually has the license to play loose and and you know get his intercept marks, and maybe with weedering out as well, it helped him but he's got that license and he's just a smart operator and a good football player. And he just, he's going to keep having these games. If opposition uh, teams don't put any work into him, like uh, we sort of saw from the Don. So he was big. And then down the other end, obviously, I mean, it's an obvious one, but big Harry just straightens them up. And, and I think I'm, I'm surprised with, I I knew like, you know, he's, he's a tall player, but he's just got a size and a presence about him that I think, you know, you talk about confidence. If he can really get that up and about as we get into September, uh, you know, they're going to threaten to win a final or two. The Blues. So, uh, I liked what I saw there uh, for the Bombers. I mean, Dylan Sheil. He probably had his best game for the year, probably for a couple of years, really for the Dons. Uh, that that was probably one of the highlights you can drag out of that one. But yeah, like like you said, I think it was it was sort of basically over in those middle quarters.
1: It it really was um uh I wanna mention Dylan Shields stepped up. He's um he's copped a bit of flack for the bombers for not um obviously there was that week where he was dropped into the medi sub into the side sort of ordeal. Um I know he's been maligned for his kicking but he's had 10 tackles, um which certainly is a sign of uh work rate. Um and, and jagged the goal as well. But but uh, uh, Doherty, great season, Tom, great season, but there are no awards given out after round 13. Like no premierships being been given out yet, no awards, yeah. no Coleman, nothing. <laughs> you don't get anything in June. So I just... There's lots of guys who play well across halfback.
0: And he, you, you wouldn't have him if you did... Well, we might have to do one, an all-Australian team at this stage. Do you think... He's in calculations, though. So he's having a good year.
1: Oh, no... Yep, he's having a good year. But every time someone plays well off the half back flank, he's an All Australian. And <laughs> yeah, if you like that, if you watch nine up. games on a weekend, there's about twelve All Australians down back, and then we can't fit them in the team at the end of the year, and everyone says it's an outrage. Um, it just 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 want to point it out. No awards given out at this point. Um, do we grade it? Is it is it probably a double? Pass really? You're going to pass the bombers for? They've got all the motivation in the world to beat the old arch nemesis.
0: Um, Yeah, I did clip them. No, yeah, you're no that. Look, uh, I'm. I'll fail them based on that. I think I was being a bit kind. I did think they were a sneaky smoky. This is the kind of game you would have thought the bombers would pinch off the blues if this was your sort of standard year and maybe Teague or Bolton were being coached uh, were coaching the blues. So. Look, I did actually have a higher opinion of the bombers. You are right. Coming into this one, I thought they might sneak it at best, so they were nowhere near it. So I will fail them. I'm considering uh,
1: a coordinator visit for the bombers.
0: Do it, I, I dare you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it, look, it'd be harsh on our regular gradings of the expectation versus the output, um, and we I ser- uh, you wouldn't have come you wouldn't have come into this and had the bombers tipped to win. What, maybe 3 out of 10 people might have tipped them, something around that, 20-30%. But like the insipid performance, uh, the, the fact the club's sort of accepting an honourable loss is probably pretty concerning for those behind closed doors. I'll leave it as a fail um, because we do rate Carlton. We have said, well I have said, Carlton are the real deal for about 12 weeks now. Um, yeah, so I'm going to leave them with a fail and can get a pass because they could have buried them and got some percentage back and they're going to need to get some percentage back somewhere
0: um, yeah, second worst in the eight I think at the moment so they correct. do
1: need it and this was a chance this was a real chance to do that but look nine and three Tom they're just cruising they are cruising uh, Saturday afternoon not, no word of a lie I sat down at 145 to watch this
0: well, that's to me when it should be, or even bring well, back the old 2.10er.
1: I sat down at 1.45 to watch this, and I thought, Jesus, it's odd there's a game in Perth starting at 11.45am local. Oh, and they'll do it, actually, I yeah. looked yeah. it up and worked out, oh, right. I mean, oh, so, yeah, no, I had it start, at the 2.10. 2.30 local. Yeah. Um, Or was it 4.10? I don't know. Yeah, um, 4.10, I think. And, gee, was this the Hawks' grand final? Did they yeah, it came at it with a real energy.
0: They, they, they actually have been playing well interstate. Uh, well, in ignore Darwin, Darwin, if you will. But uh, I think, you know, they smashed Port Adelaide in this kind of... It, it had a similar vibe to that, that they came to play uh, and had a real energy about them. Like, they, I guess, yeah, marked it in the calendar, set themselves for it. Good crowd, too, by the way, in this one. They've been... We're potting crowds left, right and centre, but there are some healthy, healthy crowds over at Frio Games. Yes, they're winning, uh, which fixes everything, but they are turning up. So uh, I guess it's easier to turn up when your team's winning. But yeah, you're right. There's a bit of buzz about this one. Five back. That might have uh, got a few more seats. Uh, yeah, filled, he's but...
1: just slotted in nicely, hasn't he? 5 hasn't set the world on fire, but doesn't need to. You've got Brayshaw, Uh Mundy's still doing his thing at, at the ripe young age of, I think, 30... Five, is he thirty-five, Tom?
0: Could could be thirty. Yeah, thirty-five, thirty-six. It's more. It's closer to forty than it It is thirty. It is thirty-six.
1: My apologies. Five slotted in really well. Um, The Hawks. The Hawks just really dug in. Like Sicily was really good.
0: Um, The word plucky, I think, uh, jumps to mind. I thought. I thought I was impressed with them.
1: Yeah. This. They lost, but. I would say this is better than their Melbourne game, and then better than all of their wins. You know, I don't. You're think better than their wins well, too. They haven't beaten much in their wins, have they, Tom?
0: Oh, I reckon you might be wrong. There, they've beaten the Cats, beaten the Lions. Oh, sorry. Okay, the Lions who are top of the ladder. Lions. I'll, I'll take.
1: I'll. will cheerfully <laughs> withdraw them. <laughs> yeah. Um,
0: no. They, they, some scalps. Who else have they got there? Oh, they got Port Adelaide. I guess Port Adelaide. In they beat North. your Roo boys, but yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um. Um. That's their form.
1: But okay. I. I cheerfully we draw that but still a, a excellent performance coming up against the informed team of the comp one of the top two informed teams of the comp um and not dropping off as you'd expect the young side to do up against a, a more seasoned or more experienced team have played a little bit more together um the Hawks they just they just dug in um I think at times Freo played into their hands a little bit. Lots of long down the lines, and Sicily just ate them up for breakfast. Um, yeah,
0: he he was definitely in their best, uh, I, I would say. O- O'Meara in the centre too and Mitchell, obviously, but they, they're the guns you need if they're going to be competitive uh, given their clearance work. Um, you did mention, you know, Sarong and Brayshaw and I guess, you know, it's easy to say, oh, they've got young guns. They're, you know, that's an easy one if you're going to see a Freo win. But I think we keep mentioning them every game because they've actually added a layer of consistency though you know though those young guns in the freeo midfield they're performing every week you know i don't think there's too many you'd say they've lowered their colors by a large degree they are competitive if not outstanding week after week which is just massive when yeah, you can just slot a five back, bring him back casually. They didn't need him to come back and have thirty. They, you know, they didn't even need him to come back and have twenty. You know, that is a, just a magnificent sign, and and he's not going to be better for the run. But yeah, I I feel like the five up forward card, you know, they should run with it because their midfield's chug, it, it's more than chugging. It's it's flying. So you know, I think if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And if you can fit five up forward, and he can snag a few uh, goal kicking pending, obviously. Um. Yeah. You know. You you are absolutely flying. Um. I should also give a shout out to Hayden Young, pick seven in the twenty nineteen draft. He is just an awesome pickup and a great left foot kick. Loved his work. He had thirty one. He was awesome.
1: Yeah. He's been, he's been great.
0: Um, um. Yeah. Another youngster with the consistency. So. Just
1: so you know, he's Lockie Young from North Melbourne's brother. That one I did. Now know. that
0: I did not know. I didn't know that one.
1: Well, see. Like,
0: you, you got to give me something. Older like, younger brother,
1: uh, I think he's. I'd say he's yeah, he's older.
0: Older. When, um, it's Lockie Young or two or We two years at the dogs and then two years. Yeah, so he, yeah.
1: Um, he's suspended this week, so he's doing well. Um, Lockie, not Hayden. Is it Hayden? <laughs> Hayden, yeah, yeah. Um, no, he he's, he's been great for them. Um. Jordan Clark's a good was a good get from the Cats. He's giving them a lot of run and drive off half back.
0: Um Just youthful exuberance, which uh is a good commodity in our game.
1: Even even ja- like James A. should pick up from Collingwood near the Lions, who I know we mentioned last week. He's not one of the go home five, um, from Brisbane, but he's he's doing exceptional things for them. Um
0: Well I'm with you there, and as is uh, Blake Akers, who, who's probably turned into the player the Saints probably thought they wanted and drafted back in 2013, and he's blossomed uh, over in Perth in his hometown. He's been great too.
1: He has, he has, and that was an unfortunate vision of him there on the bench, um, but I, yeah, See, I, every time I say I really don't rate the Hawks, I come out and put in a performance like this, so I've sort of got to give them some credit, and then they go and have a stinker. So um, I, I I still can't get a read on them. Like, you could say I'm wrong. For everything you say I'm wrong, I've only won four games to the year, and we're in round 13, so that's four and nine, Tom.
0: Well, yeah, I found that interesting. I, you know, You know, me, I'm on the live ladder. Had a look on Sunday... I don't know why that was the, the game I picked to have a look at the live ladder, but I'm, I'm pretty sure the Giants have jumped the Hawks now. So They have. You know, for all, yeah, uh, maybe I'm taking some of your uh, Hawks negativity on, but they've been jumped and now, what are they? 14th. 13th, 14th. So what, that's bottom five, which is probably about where we had them at, really. So well, it's, maybe it's a little... Four little, spots oh, higher than on the what bottom, I had. But, yeah, well, that's true. I think I had them bottom four. So, look... It's that long season coming into effect now. You know you can have your, your good months or your, your good six week periods, but now you know we're thirteen games in if you're the Hawks. So uh, th- that's probably where they're at. But th- I think they're yeah they've definitely Im- improved from where I thought they were, and they're probably ahead of where they thought they were at this stage of the year. So um, if they keep playing at this level, they're going to get the teams below them, and they'll probably sneak and ruin a few uh, final well potential finalist chances uh, above them.
1: Yeah, there's certainly a chance to do that. Um, they've certainly, if you look ahead, they've got the Dogs, the Giants and the Crows coming up and then the well, Eagles, they, so they're in the north. Well,
0: they put in an effort like... Yeah, and they're north after that. Yeah, But so north down can, in Tassie, that's one we'll get. Um, nah. <laughs> I'll hold it to that. But look, if they play at the level we saw on Saturday, they'll probably win three or four of those, they, really. They,
1: and they should be in them right till the last five minutes. You know, they should be riding into it up, up until the end. Um my question for the Hawks is, Tom, if you just look at their best players. So Jaeger, Jaeger was great, but he's twenty-eight. Tom Mitchell, great, twenty nine. Uh, Sisley's in the age bracket, or well, he's twenty seven. Um who am I thinking of? Liam Shields, still playing well at thirty one. Uh yeah, what's, uh Bruce, he was the name I was trying to think of. He's just a real smart little crumbing forward. These guys are going to get older, and then they can't move them on because the youngsters aren't ready there to come through. But you end up keeping them. You keep them too long. They're holding the youngster out of the side. It's a tricky balancing act, and they might have to go backwards a little more to go forwards, if you know what I mean.
0: Yeah, it's probably fair. Just to add that, you know, top of the draft, class like I think yeah I mean that was their model was to get these sort of mid-20ish players and you know the show goes on the rebuild stays off but you do find you, you can't keep sort of finding a pick 70 and turning them into something decent you can't do it year on year as good as anyone is so um they've got to find yeah some real real class I mean um I like... Uh, his name's slipping me at the moment. Will Day. He is a slick mover. Uh, I guess Granger Barat, uh, Barass, if I'm saying that one right, down back. He, he's got some class and some good size. Um, but, but they're going to need to add a couple more th- than that, especially, yeah, like you said, with those uh, older... Yeah, mid-20s into the 30s. So that's sort of, you know, players in your premiership window, that kind of age group playing at the level they are. So they, they do need to find a few youngsters and... Look, like we've said about the pies, I think, uh, you know, the, getting that big forward's a big one. I think Mitch Lewis, they've got a little something there so they can tick that off, but I think maybe down back uh, to give Sicily some help, they could uh, beef it up there. So, look, there, there's pieces there, but I'm with you. A good couple of strong drafts is probably what they'll need to take that next step if you're looking sort of five-plus years ahead for the Hawks, I reckon.
1: Yep, yep, definitely. So, grading eyes. Or fail the Dockers?
0: <laughs> what did you think coming in? You thought they were going to win by 10 goals?
1: Well, let me put it this way. Let's just let's just break it down. This is what I thought. This is what I thought, Tom. They've beaten the Lions by 14 points at home. They've come over here and beaten the Demons by 38. They're adding in a two-time Brownlow medalist, the best player in the competition when he's fully fit and fighting. Yeah, I thought they were going to win by 60+. plus.
0: Then do it. Fail them, so Seb. You can't fail. do that.
1: No, no, no. It is a fail. I'm just, just okay. giving you a little bit more context as to why it's a fail. Um, and the Hawks, I'll pass. I don't want to give anything more for an honourable loss, but it was certainly... That, the pressure was on and they fought right up until the end. So, pass for the Hawks.
0: Pass. That's that's probably as good as they'll get from you, I reckon, this year. Um, look, I'm, I'm going to pass Freo. They got the job done, got the win. Yeah, it wasn't pretty, but I guess they kept a plucky side at bay, so you give them something uh for that I can't give the hawks any higher than a pass I'm with yeah, you because you, can't. you you can't not an honorable loss like i I would love to give them a distinction it probably almost could have got there, but that's not what they need. It would have been a really nice juicy h d if they got the job done and they threatened to it was only a kick in it in the last but um yeah, I can't quite distinction that so uh double pass in the end for me, yeah,
1: just too good in the end. Freo. Uh, moving on to what is was, was the feature game of the round, the Lions hosting the Mighty Saints back off the bye. Um, on,
0: on paper, it's got to be game of the round, two top five clubs.
1: Yeah, no, on, on paper you can write all your notes, but we have to <laughs> sit through and watch it, Tom. No, it, look, it, it shaped up as a contest. Um, how did you see it?
0: Yeah, well, look, as you would know with the scoreline, I was sitting pretty at half-time, but after that, it was just a genuine war of attrition. On both sides, I'm not going to hide behind the uh, injury defence because, I mean, we lost a bit of run with Zach Jones, but otherwise, you know, Oes in his third game. Mackenzie's a solid wingman, but he's probably not known if he walked down the street by most Melbourne uh, uh, footy fans. Um, So, you know, it, it did wear us, but it's not an excuse. I think... Look, by the end, we, we were just hanging on. I mean, oh, I'm real in this game, Seb. I mean, Brisbane are kicked 10-18, our eight goals, nine. They In that second half, it was just living in their half, and it was only sort of a matter of time. It was just lucky that they kept missing that we we stayed in this game. Um, look, I did think it was interesting, and you probably don't know him too well. Not many, uh, you know, non-Saints do. A bloke called Cooper Sharman, he's, he's you know come out out of nowhere mid-season draft. The Shermanator. He just gives us a bit of height up forward. We went real... It was King, and then it was real, real small, and because of the injuries, we obviously had to put Timmy Memory down back, so we just weren't able to... It was Max King or bust, and the Lions just triple-teamed him and and did enough. I mean, he kicked two from free kicks early, but, um, you know, we just couldn't get... We just couldn't get any forward options. I mean, Butler and Higgins actually played well as small forwards, but if it didn't, you know, land in Max's hands, uh, or you know they were caught out the back. We really didn't have an ability to score in that second half, so that that, that was a concern. Uh, I found. I mean, the, we let McCluggy to do whatever he wanted, so he's going to hurt you. And jared Berry probably had his uh, best game of the year. Um, it's not like me Seb to to comment on umpiring, but I thought this was a poorly umpired game both ways. Uh, we got a couple of marks that were genuinely not marks. Um, so, you know, Higgins has gone back with the flight. Six pairs of hands have touched it and we got paid the mark. That wasn't there. I'm pretty sure there was one for McKenzie where it touched the ground that got paid as a mark. So they, they were poor on the Saints side. And then I don't know why games with the Lions just feature a real, real high number of free kicks. Are they an undisciplined side or are umpires just more onto it? We've sort of seen them down in Tassie. And then on Saturday night, it was just whistle, whistle, whistle. Well, they only gave away 20
1: free kicks. Was that it in the end? 20 to the Saints, 28 to the Lions.
0: So that's 48 free kicks in a game. It just, uh, look, it felt to me...
1: Like, the Lions gave away 20 is what I'm saying.
0: No, no, I know, but it just felt like there were just whistles left, right and centre in this game. Like, just constant whistling. So it just, look, (laughs) maybe I had my Saints hat on for that one, but... Uh, it did feel like the whistle just was going all night. Uh, I will also say before you 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 give me the the cut off, but you know Brad Hill got tagged and had absolutely no influence, and it really hurt us. So there's one for any team coming up against the Saints. We've uh, got to find a way to get him into a game when he's being sat on because we just got nothing out of him, uh, and it hurt us. So I think that's a fair enough assumption from this game, Seb. Uh, so Mason
1: Wood giving you, you enough.
0: Uh, he could be cleaner. Uh, I think he's he's having a good year out on that wing. Um,
1: Doesn't give you a lot against the good sides, does he? Uh,
0: yeah, you're probably fair in that one. How's the great oh, Prince be... going? No, nah, he was good. Kick two, had twenty. Uh, he's that, that that class that you need when you want to sort of jump up into the eight and further. So uh, structure his aside,
1: he's extremely important to your side. Obviously we don't really have anything
0: the... like him and the pace he brings in the middle. So we do need him.
1: Yep. No, no, no. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Um, and but I do like Max King. How, like, how far can he carry you? He
0: well, that, that's do it on the thing. his own? It's Max King or bust. I mean, he can, but at the moment... He kind of has to kick at 100% to do that. So if he if he kicks 3-2 or 2-3, it, it's hurting us, and that's not on him because we need him having the shots. But it, it would be nice to to get a couple more from, from another tall forward, really. I, I know we can get it from the smalls, but, um, yeah, like I said, memory had to go down back, and so it was Max King or Bus. So that's why, I like, a Shaman or that mid... You know, even... Well, Mason's on a wing, but that mid-size sort of, you know... Jack Gunston not a not a key but not a small you know that, that extra option just to give us a marking threat uh, Why didn't you throw Mason down there? Us.
1: He's big enough Don't
0: know Well that's what I mean uh, We didn't try anything like that It was yeah, back, right. basically max or bust Bit like the dogs with Norton We just we just don't have that second forward I think to take some heat off Max or at least take a, a defender away because he was triple teamed all night so at least, you know, they didn't worry about a memory. They didn't worry about a you know, a wood if he, he ventured down there or a McKenzie or, you know, the smalls were covered as well. So that we just, he was triple team. So it'd be not, it, that look that might be something to look at later in the year, but uh, it was Max King or bust.
1: Yeah. Um, can you hear that? I reckon that's the sound uh, of our listeners wondering why we're not talking about Brisbane who have dominated. <laughs> Lockie Niels had 37.
0: Yeah, look, he he, he was pill. solid. I I didn't think uh, 37. That that's higher than I thought. One of those games where you don't notice oh, a heap of them. I'm, I'm, I'm on them the luggage wagon. Tom, he was huge.
1: Check both of their heat maps. They dominated. Um, did you did you want to tag anyone or you just it was your system versus theirs?
0: Well, I, mean, I think it was our system versus theirs, and for a half it it did work, but it just like it was. I mean, not too many teams go up to the top of the ladder Lions, and, and come away with the points, but I'm disappointed we didn't because, yeah, it was looking good at halftime and I thought we were matching them. So, uh, it, yeah, something slipped. We didn't have the energy maybe after the bye or the, or the heavy legs, but we just, we didn't have that extra gear, I think, that the Lions did. So that's a learning curve for us, but, um, yeah, hats off to the Lions. Big Joe Danaher coming back's huge for them. It just means that, you know, a Hipwood doesn't have to rip it to shreds because he didn't get anywhere near it, but uh, he just t- brings a great defender with him, Joe, and he he gets others involved.
1: Oh, he does. He's a he's just sort of a s- bit of a black hole in some ways. It can be a negative at times. Just sucks the players in, sucks the ball in. Um, oh, look, I thought the Saints fought it out, um, but the Lions were too good, and they're. They started out the year a class above and you'd still say they're in that top four slot and the Saints are in the bottom half of the eight, which is no not a shameful place to be, but oh, if they kick a little bit straighter it could have been, you know, fifteen thirteen to eight nine and then it's a bit of an uglier score line, but um that's footy, you gotta kick goals and you gotta kick goals to win it, Tom. Um I'd I'd give two passes out if I can grade this one.
0: Yep. Fully with you there, Seb, and I'm sure our listeners want us to get to the next game, but, yeah, I'm happy to double pass that one.
1: All right, so we'll go on to, yeah, to Saturday, Sunday at Marvel at 3, the traditional 3.20 slot on Fox Footy. Um, Crazy scenes. Is, is,
0: is that just a pure, you know, Channel 7 have already had too many games? Uh, well, they only and...
1: broadcast X number of games, and I reckon they get yeah. to pick which ones they broadcast. And if this game was on Thursday and the Richmond Port game was on Sunday... The Thursday would have been on Fox, and Richmond Port would have been on 7. That's what I'd be guessing. So, um, well, it didn't matter. It's probably good no one saw this one. Um,
0: Well, I mean, it might have helped. Would it have helped your crowd figures, do you think, the fact that it wasn't on free-to-air? Do you think it might have got a few more through the door? uh, It's probably a stretch.
1: No, no, it it doesn't, because as a North Melbourne fan, you know you have to have a, a KO.
0: Like, you have to. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, actually. How many that's games do you year? think we're on
1: seven? Good Friday?
0: Yeah, I can't think of too many, to be fair. There might have been was a Saturday night in there somewhere, but. That Lions game, was that on free to wear, maybe? Don't know if it was, actually. No,
1: no, that was hidden on Fox. Um, well, that's so, a good thing for that it, one. Look, I mean, Saints probably copped it as well. If you're not one of the marquee clubs getting those slots, you, you're on Fox hidden with some of the. Uh, I was going to be generous and call them B-grade commentators, but, you know, Nicky Dallas is a genuine C-grader when it comes to special comments. Um, but this, I mean, I can go through it for those who didn't watch it, which I'm tipping as most of you. Um, <laughs> it was done at ha- a quarter time again, um, and at half time it's 10 goals to 2. And from there, um, I'm just doing the maths in my head, it was 5 goals apiece, uh, 5 goals 6 to 5 goals 8. Um, the Giants run out 40, what's that, 8 forty nine 49-point winners, and, and away we go. Canelio's back in form. Um, Harry Hilmerberg's career best going into this game was 23 disposals. He's had 36 or 37. Um,
0: I've got to ask you about that. It's one of the things I've written down about this round because it was just such an outlier of a stat line. But he's had 37 and kicked one. How, what Was this just an outside, out-of-the-box game? they? Had him no, well, in our defense, down in, was he getting cheap ball? or what, How did he get 37? No, it, well, like, we're talking defense, a key position player here.
1: In our defence, our inside 50 entries are terrible. And if we didn't think we were going to tag Brad Hill, why in the hell would you tag Harry Himmelberg?
0: Well, true, but I, I don't think he needs a tag. I just think he just... just I can't... <laughs> I didn't think he had 37 in him in a game at all. Like, you know, he he's a, you know, a key position forward. You, you'd think maybe on a, on a good day he might get 20, you know, probably from taking 10 marks or something like that. But 37's midfielder's numbers. Well,
1: I mean, he was brought in as a defender. But he's had 16... Was it 16 marks? 16 marks, 11 intercept possessions. I'm tipping they were mostly intercept marks. Um, and just on the... Like, you kick it out. He just... Look, he got to sit back there and do whatever he wanted. Um, we have, I mean, let me just go to it. Let me just read out the North Melbourne forward line. This will tell you all you need to know. Horn, Francis, dirty day, rubbed out for two weeks. Nick Larkey, tried his guts out. Paul Curtis, that's our half forward line. Our full forward line, Stevenson, Zeeble, and Curtis Taylor.
0: It's not a whole lot of... What? he's the height. tallest
1: one and he's not a big bulking man he's he's tall and strong Like he's good enough but he's not like a you know one of those those real big boys um, as the Gold Coast Suns call them um, <laughs> good good spot that you, you know what I'm talking no, about no I know I've, I've seen they're yeah. on their board they've yep. got
0: mids backs and big boys yeah. they haven't worried about anything enough, else there. I like that from them
1: um, yeah we've got Kane Turner in our leadership group doing nothing oh, just rinse and repeat I've
0: overed you up here but <laughs> No, I've opened you up here because we're we're hearing this a lot, like the same issues and and the same problems. I mean, did they try anything new in this game that you saw? I mean,
1: we tagged Josh Kelly. This is the thing, and they're talking about it. We tagged Josh Kelly. He still had 27. Yeah, he probably didn't have his usual impact of of meters gained and all that, but if he's had 27 with a tag on him, he's getting it off, and then the team defense breaks down around it, or what supposedly is team defense, because we... Yeah, we're 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 just awful. Um and it just it just, just painful to watch. Um
0: Did you like uh LDU's game? Because he found plenty of it. Did he do enough with it in your eyes?
1: Oh yeah, it was clearly our best. Um Simpkin tried all day, probably gotta be a little bit cleaner. Um But I mean Larkey tried all day. Larkey did he kick three in the end? He's kicked two, Goldstein tried all day. Two, yeah. Um, Curtis Taylor tried all day. Paul Curtis gives us something off the half forward line. And then, you know, you've got Tristan Cherry playing, Josh Walker playing. Uh, Zebel's finished. He should not be on an AFL field. I'll say that next oh, week. You as call well. his
0: career over. Jeez. You, can you. No, I know. You've probably said this in a. In a just pre-episode. watch him for a quarter.
1: And when he can't get to it or can't impact the contest, he goes to ground. And that is just a sign your career's done. But my biggest issue is giving us no on-field leadership. And they keep picking on Horn Francis for getting real narky and arguing on-field.
0: Yeah, well, what did you think about that?
1: Oh, it shows he cares and has some passion and, and wants to win. And he's not used to being a loser, um, which is what it's like playing in, the, in this team at the moment. But I don't think he's getting the on-field leadership. And when your leadership groups, Jack Zeeble, Kane Turner, Aiden Core, Nick Larkey Luke McDonald. Like, where's it coming from? Like there's only two in that five that I really think can give you some leadership and then then they've got to defer to the skipper and the coach. Um so there's a board meeting scheduled for Wednesday night. Um and yes, I Jeez. said my prayers. This needs to be it. This needs to be the time we get rid of Noble. We have the <laughs> buy. <laughs> We've got the buy, it makes perfect sense. We can get everything set up, and then Johnny Blakey will coach the rest of the year um, and just tell the players to go and play footy and have some freedom and not worry about sticking to some stupid structure that doesn't even work, if there is one, which I seriously doubt. Um, Wow, there is a scoop. That is big. Look at how the Giants... The Giants are playing good footy. They're playing free, fun, good footy. Um, And to be honest, they could have got a bake for not putting us away, but... um, That's just how it goes. Um, North, the coordinator, Giants, a pass? I don't know. Distinction? I don't know how to grade my own team, Tom. I just... (laughs) This really hurts watching us every week.
0: Yeah, well, mate, I might be being kind to you. I'll I'll fail you for that one, and I guess... I tipped
1: us. We were a chance to win this. We should have been a chance to
0: win it. Yeah, Wow. well, look, I don't know if I went that far, but I guess it feels wrong passing the Giants for a 50-point win, but... I guess that's sort of uh, a bit standard when you play the ruse if I can say They've that had without being too much sense.
1: Listen to this. They've had five players take 57 marks between them.
0: Yeah, well, look, I, when I'm watching this game and you're watching, you know, Brune, Peatling, Riccardi, these are all young guns and they feasted on eight goals. You know, it was a uh, just, you know, kick them when they're down, jump on sort of thing. So I, I think based on that, I'm just going to pass the Giants for this one. But... Um. Yeah, I'll, I'll fail the ruse, but look, I'll, I'll I'll be holding my breath on Wednesday. That's for sure. Do you know what time this board meeting is? I'm assuming at night.
1: No, I didn't get an invite. I'm not on the board yet, so um, we'll just we'll just keep that one close to the chest, Tom. But uh, I, I I'm convinced it will happen this week. I think I'm just trying to convince myself. But anyway, um, that, that was that was Sunday. Lackluster Sunday. We move on to Monday. Big freeze at the G. Well done to all those who got out there. Um, yes, I think this might be sort 000. of the Huge. one one game for the month the Melbourne fans try to attend and they the rest <laughs> they are off skiing. Um, but it, it's a great spectacle watching them all go on the ice and, and do all that sort of stuff. And, and you sort of forget there's a game of footy to be played. <laughs> and then we play the game of footy and sort of... Melbourne kicked straight early, and Collingwood were missing. And Melbourne were ahead, but it didn't feel like Melbourne were ahead through general play. And they never did enough to arrest the Tide back. They sort of did nothing different. And eventually, Collingwood absolutely steamrolled
0: them at the end.
1: And they've gone oh, run out 26-point was... winners.
0: <laughs> at the end, it was genuinely... You know, you could say percentage and and it was a legit claim. (laughs) Like, that's how bad it got by the end of it. If it went for another five minutes, it could have been a 50-point belting. That's just how well they ran it out. And that's what I want to get to with the Ds. So, the last three weeks, they've been absolutely steamrolled in the second half and and really late in the game. I'm questioning their fitness. They have lost Darren Burgess, who's industry-wide one of the better fitness gurus, going around. He's left the club. Uh, you know, I guess we weren't talking this when they were when they were winning. Is that papering over some cracks? I think so. Uh, you know, Collingwood's probably, you couldn't say they're a great side, but they're a solid side this year. They played, you know, uh, Frio and uh, Sydney, who are real, you know, really good sides this year. And they've been found wanting when it's really, you know, you have to dig deep and find that extra gear. And I well, I was thinking it was a motivation thing, but now I'm thinking it might just be a fitness thing. Has the, I guess, later preseason start and, and, you know, the celebrations and, you know, having beers and brawls during the week and, and whatnot, are you you're thinking about your health and fitness? I don't know, but I, I'm not liking what I'm seeing from the Ds. We didn't get to, to pot them in midweek, but after the week that they had with, you know, the Entrecote incident, and I thought, you know, if they're a good club, they come out and win this one. And, you know, as a stable club would, they get wins. That's what a Geelong does. That's what a Sydney does. That's what the Saints of O nine ten 9 10 did. But, you know, they didn't get it done. So are the Ds a good club? I'm still not sure. You know, they the acid was on them and they failed this time. So there's concerns. I mean, they're still, well, I was going to say top of the ladder. And there's a few Ds fans that like to remind us when they were getting done in the last fortnight that they're on top they're no longer the best team out there and it's just a massive fall from this team that the fans told us was unbeatable to the uh you know three losses after a 17 game winning streak i think that's some sort of record so it's ugly at the D's at the moment
1: do you still have them as favorites to win the premiership
0: <laughs> funnily enough i do but the it, the gap is is no longer daylight i don't think i think uh you the, the query is, you know, could they have one of those days where they're just off 5% and get done in a prelim? I think that's a, that's growing larger to me. They can, they're they still the favourites, don't worry about that, but there's now just a little question mark starting to come around.
1: Yeah, my, so I know they haven't run out games overly well, um, but my other concern is just their lack of forward cohesion. Um, yeah, that's a good one. You know, they couldn't kick a goal on this one to sort of save themselves, and then you go back... Last week against Sydney, very similar story. They've kicked nine goals. Uh, what did they kick the week before it gets free? That's got to be seven goals. And then their last win was against North. So we sort of played North. North have knocked were, them around. They haven't won since. Interesting. <laughs> interesting.
0: <laughs> I trust you to jump on that. That is sharp. Um, for those that saw that game, because they didn't turn up that day, the Dees fans. Um,
1: I question is it the return of Simple Simon. He's got no plan B. Everything, when it works, it works well, but they're not able to adjust. Um, I gave them the benefit of the doubt. Did Stephen may get hurt last week or the week before.
0: Uh, week before against Frio, it was. Yep.
1: So I gave them the benefit of the doubt that he got hurt mid-game. Then you got to reshuffle. You can't, you know, have a person necessarily ready to replace him. Um, although, side note, Brisbane had a Ruckman as a sub on Saturday night. Yeah, I know. And Bizarre thing. said. Actually- My biggest worry was Oscar McInerney going down and the combination of Marshall and Ryder were going to get us. So that's why um, Darcy Ford was a sub. Um, Just interesting that if I was looking at Melbourne, the one player they couldn't afford to lose would be Stephen May. Um, And if it happens mid-game, it's hard to adjust. But now they've played two weeks without him, I would have thought they might have been able to conjure up something. Um, And the defence, while sort of, Misses something with May. They still held Sydney to 73 points. Um, And then today, Collingwood kicked away at the end to get to 82. As long as they're getting big, big scores kicked against them. But to only kick 56 points yourself is not enough. So Benny Brown's kicked two goals this week. So they're his first goals in about a month of footy. Um, Not sure what Mitch Brown's really doing in the team. Like He's probably not going to be there come finals time, Tom, I don't think.
0: Again, it, the the fact that the weed can't sneak in is I just don't get. I need to probably watch more VFL, but that seems strange to me.
1: Yeah, it. I, I'm I'm a little bit baffled, but again, don't know. Don't watch a whole lot of VFL. Watch some on Sunday Avo and it was a tough watch. Um,
0: but. <laughs> Sorry, I just got that one. That was reasonably sharp from me. No, Sorry, no, no. On. I
1: actually did watch the North VFL game.
0: Oh, okay, I thought that was a little crisp backhanded to your own club, no, which no, probably would have been a fair call anyway.
1: Yeah, well, that could have been fair, but no, no, I tried to... I was watching how Taron Thomas went running around the twos. Um, but we can say all we want. Some Collingwood's got to, Some Collingwood's got to go some credit. Some credit's got to go to Collingwood because coming into this game, it was... As the week went on, and the wheels just kept started of kept falling off at Melbourne. First, it's a just a little disagreement with a nice little really really rated Stevie May's backhand at a Milksham.
0: Um Just a bit, a bit of banter, a little cutting close to the bone, but a bit of banter.
1: Oh yeah, but teammates should know to should know how to take it. Um, and then that turns into it was an all out brawl. And then now Melchum's, who we know as a good boxer, has hit him really well. Yeah, I know the I wouldn't
0: be. Poking the bear yeah. with Jake, he has been in a gym. If you know, if uh, you know boxing,
1: yeah. So it all started to fall off, and then there's sort of a swell. Like Collingwood are the only team who didn't lose to Melbourne last year, and now <laughs> yeah, come yeah, out that's and true. Them again this true. year. Like it was just a, just sort of a swell, and then the game started, and Collingwood were on. They just couldn't keep goals, um, and they just kept working and working, and then the damn all broke at the end, and and. Melbourne just had no answers the buy couldn't come quick enough for them they're still 10-3 and three. they're still going to be top 4 they should still probably be close to top 2 they're just going to have to win some of these games in the back half of the year against the top sides to ensure it, whereas if they had have just kept rolling and maybe dropped 1 and they're sitting 12-1 and one, they've only got to win 4 or 5 to guarantee a top 2 spot, which is a bit of a different story um, again I still think the these will win the flag but they've got to sort out their forward line issues. And I I still don't know if it's a not running out games or just... It's so much harder to run if you can't kick goals. Like, yeah. it, like if, as in, if like, just a team flattener. You make a lot of effort
0: to get it yeah. up there and then it just Trust it fizzles. Yeah. North,
1: it takes North a hell of a long time to get it down forward for our 37 forward 50 entries. And then we just kick it long and you've got Himmelberg marking everything and sending it straight back out the other way. It's just deflating to run defensively. Um, Melbourne probably not used to it so much given their de- defensive structures, but um, it is a little bit harder. They All Melbourne can do is get through the bye week, come out next week. Oh, not next week, the week when they do play. Yeah, play yeah. Brisbane and win. And then everything goes away. Well, yeah, true. I mean, suddenly, oh, true. That is means hell of an occasion. Oh, jeez. They've beaten Brisbane. Yep. All right. They had a mid-season lull. Every team's guilty of doing something like that. doesn't matter. Um, and going like that. Colin would have got themselves in the eight. That's where you need to be, Tom.
0: That is, absolutely. That's I absolutely mean, where you, know, you
1: need to be. How good's Mason? How did he not win the medal today?
0: Well, I was going to say, get in line for picking who won that medal. And could I just say, actually, with that medal, it was a... Not not their finest work. The pies fans to to boo Oliver. I know you don't boo a champion. To... I
1: hear you don't boo a champion. Is that Buckley's well, words?
0: Uh, well, that is Buckley's words. But I think you know, the moments about the MND, it just was a little sour taste. I mean, uh, Clayton didn't clearly want it. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's arguable. That, that was actually was hilarious.
1: Aggressive. If you break it down, I I, I was watching it with a cousin and I said, does it have to go to a Melbourne player? Like how did? It, like, I know Oliver had a hell of a lot of it. Collingwood were well on top all day outside of a couple of patches. So I thought maybe it had to go to a Melbourne player given the Neil Danaher thing and it was just for them. But no, um, Josh Gablicek from the AFL gave three to Oliver. Didn't vote Mason at all. Cox just Look, marked he, everything.
0: He did mark everything. I, I've got to say my best on was uh, the bloke from Port Melbourne, Brody Myercheck. He was absolutely everywhere and he was... He could just have those games. He's he's Look, he's no top-line star. He's he's an honest forward, but he he was absolutely massive, and I thought he was pretty stiff. That might just be my eyes. I, if a forward goes bigger than, you know, goes big versus a mid that goes big, I'm always going to pick the forward. And I just thought he, you know, when the game was up for grabs and when they needed something, he was always there. So I thought he was pretty stiff, but I guess numbers, yeah. you know, the umps love their numbers, so I guess your media journos do as well, but nah, well, <laughs>
1: the, the journals don't watch the games, they look at the stat sheet. I'm well, telling that you, they look it. at the stat sheet and then scroll Twitter and find the little highlight clips. Um, because if you watched it, you knew Oliver was playing really well, but
0: influence on the game, you, you know, can't go down, well, like, like, yeah, 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 it just, it
1: just didn't add up. And then it was really funny because Oliver goes up to accept it and then sort of says, Oh, do I have like, do I have to speak? He did do that, yeah, that's what why. Um,
0: he's getting booed and it was just... And she sort of says, oh
1: yeah, you know, just go up, say something about MNDs. Like, oh yeah, okay. And it was just, it was, it was get me out of here. Um, I don't know why they insist on having the players speak after being awarded Best on... Like, just give them the award if you have to and just move on.
0: Well, yeah, we might have to go to a, a source that knows a, a lot about this. Maybe we should get Darcy Parrish's opinion on uh, what to do in these medal presentations because he's pretty good at them and he's done a few over the stretch. But yeah, look, I thought check he was huge for the Pies. Um, I thought you were going to yeah. say Dusty Martin. Cause, you know. Yeah, well, he's probably won a few in his time. But yeah, massive, massive for the for the Pies. This is a HD for, for sure for them. That is their win of the season. Like I said, they've got some scalps under their belt. Uh, actually did I say I'm not sure well they've beaten the Saints Dockers D's and Blues they're all in the top 8 so look we we said the Hawks were plucky and ahead of schedule the Pies are massively ahead of schedule I don't think I ha- I definitely didn't have them you know round 13 sitting in the 8 so they have well and truly gone above and beyond so yeah HD for me and I can't let the D's out of the uh, coordinator's office just yet you know like I keep saying they were talking an un- undefeated year the bar was that high yeah, uh, this it's is a just gone out of recognition so they're in the coordinator's office absolutely for sure absolutely it's a coordinator visit for the D's
1: not good enough um, but like I said 10 and 3 to the bye week get through it um, you just need to start winning games again D's fans that's that's what it's about not this punch on at a restaurant
0: Well, there it is. That's the uh, end of round thirteen. As we say, we're learning more every week, and just solid round another Thursday, well Thursday to Sunday next week. So, uh, looking forward to getting into that one.
1: Is there a game you are looking forward to next week, Tom? Is it traditional the Richmond Carlton? We'll play them again on a Thursday because why not time slot?
0: Well, look that that one is jumping out at me. Yeah, that I mean, obviously with my Saints hat off. Um, that one jumps out. I mean, I'm going to, I know at this point I'm going to struggle to tell which team's which because they're two traditional Victorian teams and they'll both be wearing a dark jumper like we saw last week. Um, but yeah, look, that's probably the game. I mean, if the Tigers are as good as people are saying they are and they're a real finals threat, then they'll beat a Carlton, uh, mid-season like this. So, uh, I'll be interested to see what happens there. Um, and then... (laughs) She's pretty thin after that. The Giants Sydney dogs, Port, is, maybe. Yeah, Giants, Giants dogs, dogs are the
1: only one I see, just because I think they actually just hate each other. Yeah, like, like not to do with Toby Green factor being good or ladder or anything. I just think they hate each other. So that'll be standalone. That's an interesting standalone Saturday night game, and then no Sunday. Oh, sorry, the Suns play the Crows. <laughs> sun's
0: adela- and I was going to say we've definitely also glazed over the nice little buy they've given Geelong uh, as well. So, look, not this a is whole the start, one.
1: and I think this is the start. This is my team that's going to make the eight.
0: Outside it, this is the start yeah, of him. the
1: Suns' run into the eight. I think cool. they're going to play finals, Tom. Even though no one's going to watch or care. <laughs> I think so they play Adelaide at home. Then they got to go Adelaide, go to Adelaide to play Port Adelaide. Tricky. Host Collingwood, host Richmond, yeah. come down and play Essendon. Host Brisbane, host West Coast.
0: So there's more, there's some Play Hawthorn,
1: host Geelong, play North Melbourne.
0: Well, yeah, well, what do they need? They're 6-6. Six six. You think, well, is this year a 12-13? It's probably a 13 winner to guarantee it. 12 might be enough. There's enough I there. I don't
1: think 12 will be enough, given Collingwood are already at 8.
0: Yeah, actually, that's true. Yeah. Uh, well, look, there's plenty there. There's plenty there, there's the plenty team there though.
1: We've got to bet Collingwood in that little run, but they're, they're my tip. None of this Richmond rubbish because we've seen them win three. Like, real bold journos. Oh, yeah, Richmond will, Richmond will get it. Or maybe the Dogs after they... Come on. Give the Sun some love.
0: No, I'm with you. Well, that, that's sort of Are Victorian you with centrist. But, no, I'm, I'm with you. I, I think it's all those games, you know, against your Collingwoods, your Richmonds, maybe Port Adelaide and Hawthorne as well. Just teams in that middle band. I'm not going to push them too hard to beat, you know, a Sydney or... Uh, who do they have up there? Like a Geelong. But if they can beat that middle rung they'll they'll get enough because they've got yeah a couple of ruse and and west coast games in there so just, you know they they could win just off the six. ladder
1: position they play 9th 12th 14th 15th 16th 17th and 18th
0: that's eight yeah. of their last 10 that's i'm with you the only thing is we we are talking about the suns here a team we've never been able to trust a team we somehow always give airtime to on this show they'll have to earn our trust but if i mean if they do what they're supposed to do then they'll make it based on this i think there's enough in there for them to win six or seven out of those last 12 uh 10
1: yep i i i really do i've i've got them in um and i'm i'm really exc- they might be my f- second finals team after the dockers
0: <laughs> there you go jeez who Oh, geez, if it's if it's what, Cat's sons in uh, 5th v 8th and an elimination, do they give that one down to the Cattery? We'll wait and see. That'll be a, a story at the time if it does happen. But look, I, I think there's enough there in the sons. I'm with you. Let's, uh, look, we'll, we'll put the acid on them and we'll cover it every week because that's what we do on this show. And, we want to hear from you as well. So Toro is back at gmail.com. Massive week, said. One more bye week and then we're back to normality. I'm, I'm looking forward to that.
1: Yep, yep. Can't wait for that. In the meantime, uh, good luck to your team and uh, thanks for listening.